Hello and welcome back to Mind of Success. I'm your host, Moni Millares, a Mexican-British living in Asia. I work in fintech and build digital banks from scratch. In my years in the industry, I've realized most of us are in a vulnerable financial position. However, building a business can be a catalyst for change. So I created this podcast. It's about business stories we do not talk about. I chat with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and experts about their journeys, struggles, and lessons to extract gems of wisdom and practical tools so that we can thrive and create the impact we want. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mind of Success. Today, we have a very interesting story. Well, very interesting man telling his story. So today we have Emmanuel Daza. Uh, he is a very unique mix of art and technology. So basically, I'll tell your story a little bit before I go into you, Emmanuel. Um, so basically, he started painting at the age of three and he did his first expo at the age of six. So that's impressive. And of course, now many years later, he continues to be a pioneer. And then he is heavily involved in the NFT world. So not only he's involved in NFTs, but also he also works in Redline blockchain as NFT and art director. So as you can see, he has like a very unique mix and personality. You'll see this through the show. So Emmanuel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Monica. Nice to be here though. Uh, well, yes. Well, you, you said very, very well, everything. Well, like a resume, right? So let's, let's get from the start. So when I was like, Three years old, I grew up in a family that they were used to be only pilots. They used to be pioneers in that technology in Colombia. And if we compare the new technologies to the past technologies, they used to be analog technologies. So okay. example, the ferrocarril, right? The, the cars, uh, maybe a motorcycle though, they are analog technologies. So right now we're getting into these blockchain technologies, these NFT ones, the DAOs. So it's important to be in or start being a pioneer in this. So that's kind of a mix, right? So when I grew up, my father was like a crazy man. Like uh, he wants to be an artist. My, yeah. my great father said like, no, we're pilots. And if you're not going to be a pilot, you should be uh, an architecture. You have to study architecture. Uh, so my, my father went to study those uh, social things. And then when he grew up, he fly from the house, he moved to Spain, and then he started painting, right? So oh, nice. when he came back to Colombia, he was yeah. already a great artist in there. He, he even got a few uh, um, winning prizes on his art, his art style. Look, this is like his landscapes, right? Oh, so cool. I grew up seeing this. Same I grew art. up seeing these landscapes, yeah. his colors, his blue trees. So I was like, okay, you know what? I want to paint. And he was like, nah, you want to paint? Your dad said okay. no? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want to teach me about it. He was oh, like, wow. listen, if you're going to paint and being an artist, 
you have to pass three up to five days without eating. If what? you do so, you will be an artist. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Why did he say that? <laughs> because, you know, um, to be uh, a really raw artist, you, you have to pass, at, at least before the NFTs, a strong path, right? Sometimes you don't eat. That's the truth. You, you're spending your time on creating. You're spending your time or your money on materials. But sometimes it's not enough to get enough eating or food or, you know, uh, supplies for yourself. So if you're going or you used to be an artist back in that time, imagine he was an artist. He started painting at uh, 1965, 1970, something like that. So it it really was a tough time, though. There wasn't a strong connection with the Internet. They didn't have these spaces to share their stories. So it was up to the gallery. It was up to the gallery or the merchandiser that believed in himself or his art, right? So it was tougher. So that's why he said, like, okay, if you are willing to spend five days without eating, without food, you are an artist. Wow, Wow. (laughs) that that is... It's tough. That is tough. So, there is not another word. That yeah. is tough. Yeah. The the funny part is that it came true. <laughs> it was true. It, it, you know, before MFTs, really was true. The the path that I took, but well, we will get there. So I started to see him painting. Yeah. And I was like three. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's let's do the colors. And I started to ask him a lot of questions. And I started to paint the floor to start to paint the walls and they go like okay you know what here's a block of paper (laughs) you now could start doing drawings there stop doing it on the walls so they start to canalize my creativity and and then i start painting like my father you know landscapes things like that and they went like my my parents went like okay listen son you know it's good what you're doing, but now we need you to start creating your own stuff. Oh, that's amazing. That's really because, good parenting style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it, it got a moment that some of my paintings start to look alike to my father paint. Because, like, yeah. well, you were a child. I, I grew up seeing him, yeah, you know. Exactly, it, yeah. it, I, it, I was, it was like, I would do it, right? It's, it's like we, we copy, we observe. We, well, at least me, uh, I am a kind of people that learn observing and I have mm-hmm. my ideas as an images. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking on images, yeah. not words, right? So I imagine places, things, and, and that's how it connects. It together, yeah. So I start to see, okay, in that moment, I, we used to live in Cartagena, Colombia. And what I have at my side, it was like sea, landscapes, beaches, you know, like really tropical scenarios so i started like okay you know what let's let's leave out the landscapes the trees let's do seascapes (laughs) let's do oceans and then i started to paint with spatula we we used to do acrylic on spatula so i started to do to create these kind of dolphins that in this side it was like he was jumping Jumping. right he was jumping from the water but if you turn down the painting, 
It was the dolphin getting into the water. Oh, that is cool. So you change the painting and you yeah, see a different see painting different every time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the perspective was the key. Yeah. So I was like only six years at that moment. Well, wait, and you did the ocean and the dolphins when you were six years old. Six. And, yeah, yeah, and, I was and, six. And the swapping. Yeah, this, this thing. Yeah, I was curious to do different stuff, not just live in the painting like that. So I was playing with, okay, what happened if I change the perspective? What six. happened if I change the... Yeah, it was six. <laughs> That's what I'm impressed about. It's like when you were six. <laughs> yeah, but listen, it's, it's because I used to have everything around. So it's not like yeah. they had to buy it or something like that or paying for an artist who came to the house to teach me. No, it wasn't like that. It was like everything was there. So I, it was just taking whatever I had and creating Right. That's amazing. It was in need in order of expression. I was uh, a real lonely dude. I was uh, at house every time playing with Play-Doh, not toys, Play-Doh and creating things. You know, oh, that, that was is, me. That three, three, cool. five hours drawing papers. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that time, we doesn't have these cell phones with apps and games, no, right? No, so. internet. We used, to, we, used to, we used to do kids stuff, yeah. Yeah. So uh, at that moment, uh, my parents got a, a gallery in Miami. They used to exhibit my father's art. And they told them, hey, listen, you know what? I have a son. He's painting this and that. And they went like, wait, six years? No way. I want to see the paintings. So we sent them like 25 of my paintings, something like that. And when they received, they said, you know what? We want to do a solo of your art. So the, this gallery was uh, Agora Gallery in Miami. And they did a solo for a new talent. And it was me. It was my paintings. So I was in Cartagena, but my paintings were in Miami. And I was like, whoa, I started At to do six my six years, you were six still? I was six years old. Yeah, and you yeah. had your own so, exhibition in a gallery in Miami. In Miami, since from Colombia, you know, it's, wow. it, it was crazy. And then That's I sold cool. my first paintings. In, and you sold I, I remember it was $100. In that time, oh, so those $100 that were a lot. a lot of money. Oh, well, right now yeah. it's a lot. But <laughs> Imagine like a six years old yeah. kid with $100. It was like, oh, I would buy, you know what I buy? A cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ericsson with the green screen, you know, the huge block. You that? I, I was six and I want to have that phone. I was like, okay, let's let's buy the phone. I have my my money. I I realized yes, that a, I could I'm do it my paintings. Of course. Yeah, oh. so I, I started to have my phone, but nobody called me. You know, <laughs> only my father. <laughs> but you know, it was it was like cool to get from an art to money, then money through technology, and then start to connect when I was six, everything, that's the important thing, important to what I'm teaching right now, because that's, that's the moment when you are six, seven, eight, those are to me, the moments where you choose whom you will be on life, right? Maybe not sure completely, but it starts to build You're the basis for yourself. Defining moments. Yeah. yeah. So in that moment, I defined that I will love to continue doing paintings. I, I defined that I love the technology in that moment and what I could do with the technology. 
So that's that's the starting point. Wow, that is unique. I I've studied a lot, like let's say the human mind and stuff, and I've heard many times different people, the ages under six, you know, five, six, seven, they are very important because we absorb a lot. But this is the first time that I hear someone that it's like, and I was six. And at that age, I decided that I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to do that. I was like, oh, wow. Like yeah. when you're like, <laughs> and then at the age of six, that's when you decide what you want to be. I'm like, you make me even question. I'm like, what did I decide when I was six? <laughs> no, I don't know, remember. There, no time, <laughs> there, there actually is no time. And I believe this, this, particular times with the connection that we have right now with the internet and so on, we uh, we have more pressure than before. It's like, you have to be successful at 25 or 35 or you are nothing. And you still have 70 more years to come. Yes. It's like a, an unnecessary rush and pressure to, to ourselves, but it's like a normal thing though. So it's, don't, don't get this six years like, oh, I should be doing that at six. No, no worries. No, you you no. have 40, you have 45 no. and you want to start painting. Exactly. It's okay. You could do exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then what happened between like very short, like story, what happened between you were six, you started painting, you decided that you wanted to be an artist, that was you the had path. technology and then fast forward, I don't know your age, but let's say I'll guess 30 years later. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Then, so the, then how the resume of, of the path, the path was like I, I, with my father, we used to travel a lot and live in different places. So every two years we moved from city to another one. So I don't get what some of my friends have, like uh, they have a friend from the from uh, school when they were kids and yes. so on, kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that because I used to move a lot. So I grew up meeting a lot of people and that's what's what's what about like meeting people meeting places different cultures adapting to those places it was a tough one because i born in, uh, in bogota then i moved to cartagena totally different things culture everything even though it's inside colombia really? right so then yeah in colombia is like you know 27 different accents three block of different uh, perspective so there is the cachacos or rolos then there is the paisa people and then there is the costeños so it's three of different kind of scene life right yeah 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 totally totally so okay. adapting to those places it was a tough part you know maybe you do things different and you speak different in Bogota and then you change totally to Cartagena and then I used to met friends that surf so i started to get involved with surfing but still painting right so uh, it, it was a mix in there but the time passed fast and these changes make me finish my school when i was 16. i finished school at 16 and then i get back to university just right away oh, wow. so it was like a rush i was like in a rush to finish everything so when i was 16 i moved out of my house i started living by myself with at my 16. paintings so I used to fly with the roll of paintings 
from Cartagena to Bogota to Bogota to Panama to to Panama to Houston, Houston, Miami, Miami, Cartagena. I was all this time. Why were you traveling that the, much? Were you traveling because, because I do of... an exhibition? Uh, I got an exhibition in Houston. Then 16? I got uh, Art Basel, sixteen to twenty-one. It was oh, the wow. most most movement times of my life. Right? It was it was really rushing. I was like, I, I want to get into the twenty-fifth uh, uh, millionaire and so on. You know, it was it was a kind of a rush in my mind to get there in that moment. Right now, I'm thinking wow. more slowly, <laughs> but. <laughs> But in that time, I was in real rush. I want to do exhibitions here, another exhibition there. So I was painting nice. 30, 40 paintings per month. It was, it was really crazy. But then I met uh, my, my actual wife. Um, she, she used to have a son in that moment. I started to, to connect with him. He was six. Now he's 14. And we got a little kid. He's right now five. So when I start to be parenting and so on, I was like, okay, I wanna give them what I didn't receive when I was at that age. So I start uh, to be really close in Panama, uh, really short. Uh, we moved in 2001 to Panama because we were running from the last FARC. It was a big deal in Colombia. So we, we kind of, uh, escape from there it, it was tough i remember everything i remember the guns uh it, oh, wow. it was really strong impact right um yeah. so when we start to live in panama it became my base so yeah i started moving two years to every part but even though i just came back, back at least panama. one per yeah. one time per year i just came here right so here's my base Here's where I live. Here's where my son born. So it's it's is where everything start to have. It's everything start to have like a, a sense, okay? Yeah. So from here now I could start building future. From here now I could start building legacy. Yeah. So I I, I am like a Panamanian right now. A lot of, of years have come already. Twenty years living here. Yeah, I'm yes, going, are, but yes. 20 years, it's 21 years, years already. It's a lot of years. <laughs> yes, yes. So my son is full Panamanians, right? And I start to see that there is no like uh, art teachers that came to houses or there used to be only like musicians. Okay, mm. they get to the house and they teach you how to play the piano or things not like that. Painting as such. But not painting or sculptures. And I was like, yeah. okay, you know what? That's that's the thing, and I get to different schools, different universities, uh, but they teach you wrong. Not all of them, but most of them, because they teach you how to do this pen. Okay, they teach you how to paint like me, but they don't teach you the technique behind. They teach you how to paint like that. So yeah, they teach you everything. You will start painting though. But what you will be painting is a copy of that art. Yeah, they you are teach not you to be a creator. To being yourself. Yeah, yeah, being yourself. Okay, what do you want to express? Okay, I want to express through technology and do algorithms. Okay, how you will do there? No, uh, you have to start uh, the colors and lights of, I don't know, let's say uh, Picasso. Why? 
why do you have to start with an, a famous artist? Yeah, you, you want to encourage the people to get in there, but the main thing is getting your own technique, your own vision, what you really want to express. Yeah, I painting, I do paint. I used to work for different companies because these companies pay me enough to, I have the enough money to buy, uh, you know, supplies for our yeah, supplies. Exactly, yeah. So it was like a, a deal with a company to support my lifestyle. Of course. But, yeah. We but all at, do that. At, yeah. Well, not we all. Many of yeah. us do that. You work and then you. But the you main goal. The passion. Exactly. But the main goal it was getting enough money from my art to don't be in one of those who have to woke up 5 a.m. till 5 p.m. working in somewhere that they really don't like because, you know, their self, inside their self, they know they could do better. They know they yes. could do different things. Yes. But they got into the comfort zone, paycheck. And that's how they live. And I don't want to live like that. So for my son, for my kids, I was like, okay, you know what? There is no art teachers. I will be the one. I, I will start doing this. Awesome. So I start giving paint uh, art classes to kids. Uh, yeah. my, my students are from five years till 75. But the most of them are between seven and 13. Mm -hmm. One of them is um, a special kid. He has um, Aspinger. He's yes. like 10, but his mind is like five. And he's from Colombia. His mother is from Colombia. They live in Panama, but this kid has to do a treatment in US. So this kid only speaks English. <laughs> and his mother doesn't understand. So but they are tough. having a tough time to communicate. And he wants to communicate through stories that he draws. So we paid in a form and he tell me the story of the farm and why the chicken is the good one and why the the horse is a bad guy and, and so on. And he wants to communicate through his stories. stories right? so, yeah. yeah. So I started to involve with these kids. I was like, okay, I, I left part of my paintings. I, I, I have like a, you know, it's been 26 years since I started painting as a professional. And you cannot say I'm still painting the same thing. I've been changing my art, it's been changing. Everything changed depending on your perspective of life, right? Okay. So my paintings are been changing through my life. So right now I'm doing more uh, crazy stuff than before. Yes. If we could Let's say it in expand some way. on that. Because like <laughs> for anyone who's like listening just to the audio, uh, just for context, like yeah. Emmanuel has like, his paintings behind him, like we, we are here on video, right? They are awesome. So it's like, it's the, it's the bright, it's the color, it's the energy. That painting expresses a lot. Your it's palette expresses what you're feeling, totally. It, it's very attractive. It's kind of like, it pulls your eyes towards the painting. It's like, Phew. so what's your style? How, how do you come up with with that yeah, so look, at the very beginning, like I said, I was like in landscapes and, and doing forests and so on, then seascapes and few animals in there. But with the time I started living by myself, um, flying some places to another. So I started painting abstract. And it was not like a funny abstract or 
something like you may like. It was strong. It was like fire. It was like red. You know, it was a really tough expression on the abstract side. Yeah. Then I started to search for different mediums. I just like the canvas and so on. So I started to do things with metals. Nice. And painting with not just acrylic, with uh, smaltes and, and this uh, poly polymeric stuff that we used to, to paint on uh, maybe on chips. So the, the iron doesn't start to came up at red, you know, it's, it's yeah, that is playing cool. with materials. It was yeah. playing with materials, right? So you can see maybe this is more newer. So this is a Rex with a yes, mask. it does look like a Rex <laughs> with a mask. Yeah, yeah. It's like with a, a mask. COVID, COVID Rex. <laughs> this one is 2020. <laughs> okay, yes, I can see that. So <laughs> the abstract board start to change and then I find out that I could do things with uh, plexiglass. And I started to change to plexiglass and, and some irons and so on, but it wasn't enough for me. So it starts the pandemic. And with the pandemic, I said, like, you know what? I would stop doing what I'm painting and I will start doing messages on my paintings. So I think about what was happening around us. And, I was here in Panama when everything started with the pandemic. And I said, you know what? We're like a pandas, okay? Even though panda is a Chinese animal. So it's cool. Chinese animal that is like us because he's living in a paradise that is fake. <laughs> our apartments, our houses are those paradise for them. So we're in, in a close places that we think we're cool, we're good we we having a good time here <laughs> but we're close in those places right yeah, so like a, i was say yeah. i was like okay where the pandas you know where the pandas so the first panda just to have a, a huge mask because of what's going on around and i was like okay my paintings are in risk of disappearing because if i am the artist and the human that disappears with these happenings well they're in risk too because there wouldn't be more paintings. So of that's course. that's what kind of the thing. Oh, wow. And they used to have a crown. Yeah. And they had a crown. A crown that doesn't touch their head, but it's floating. It's floating. You know, crown, corona, corona, coronavirus, <laughs> crown. So for anyone listening so uh, the that doesn't speak Spanish, corona <laughs> means uh, means crown. Crown. In, in yeah, yeah. So that's why it was a huge crowns, but oh, I was wow. playing with different techniques. Yeah. So yeah, it was a crown panda. The crown it was pandas. the crown panda, like a corona, corona yeah. panda because of corona panda. Exactly. The pandemic, of course. So it was, it was like <laughs> us. Sense. The pandas were us. So different pandas, different styles on the oh, panda, wow. different colors because they are us. Oh, wow. Now I'm like, wow. So your current yeah. art, like these pandas that look amazing, they are a representation of each of us as human beings going through the pandemic. And the crown yeah. is Corona. That's yeah. it. Yeah, That's exactly. It. <laughs> you are, you are in a close place for your paradise. <laughs> and we were stuck in our own paradise, e.g. our yeah. homes. Wow. That's the meaning behind this art. 
would exactly. have never thought about it just by looking at it. But it's very expressive. That's why, that's, that's why I love the clubhouses and spaces because you get to really tell the people what is about your art. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I saw it and I'm seeing this technique on this technique in here and this is such. But no, man, what's, what's really, you, what, what you really want to tell us about your art? That's important. Yeah. So then I start to do owls. Okay. Yes, Times start to change. Yeah. Times start to change. And I saw the news about people, this crazy guy that do 3D art. And I was like, whoa, this guy is selling his, his art for 69 million. And I went crazy. I was like, okay, I, okay, um, close gap, really, really close. Uh, when I started doing arts at 16 on universities, I went out. I wasn't completed because I don't like how they teach. So I passed through at least five different universities through Colombia and Panama. But at the end, I finished in Medellin in uh, design school, its name uh, is La Colegiatura. Okay? That's the name of the university. And they only teach about design, uh, graphic designers, um, uh, you know, everything yeah. that has to make with design. Yeah. So it's only like six players inside there. It's like pretty close, pretty tiny university. But they really teach you how to do, example, Photoshop. They teach you how to use these programs at the very first semester. Not like in Panama or different places, they start to teach you about the techniques or the technology behind of the design after you complete like a lot of tests. Yeah. So it's, it was like a huge impact for me going straight to the, to the technology. So when I hear about people, and I have my art classes stop because of the pandemic. And I was painting and painting and painting, closing my oh, house. I, was I have a question. I have to stop you. I have yeah, an yeah, yeah. ignorant yeah, yeah. question, but probably many of my friends and listeners will have that question too. You say, when I heard about people, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. can you expand? Like, because it seems like he or she is like key to this story. Who yeah, is it's, he it's or she? I don't know. Okay, so I used to follow a lot of um, different <laughs> profiles on social media. Okay, yeah. I used to use a lot of TikTok or Instagram, and most of that time on pandemic. So some of them started to show like a huge painting of a lot of paintings. So I started to read and I follow and I learned that it wasn't paintings, it was a 3D art. And it was 5,000 of them in a huge one. It was like, okay, let's, let's start to see what's going on. And all the platform starts to talk about people. Whom's people, what's going on with this and that. And, and I learned that it was a guy with a glasses, with a chair. He, he doesn't look like an artist. <laughs> he looks like, <laughs> like an accountant, something like that. <laughs> stereotypes. That's what stereotypes are. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Let's let's learn more about him. So Sotheby's, one of the huge uh, auction houses, gets involved and they did an auction of his five thousand paintings. And and let tell let's let's explain that he paints one per day. So it was 5,000 days of his art. 
You just want peace. So it was a lot of work, a lot of years oh, wow. coming through. I just want huge peace. So yeah. it means a lot. It has it has a huge value. So this piece sold out for 69 million in Ethereum, equivalent at 69 million in dollars. Okay, it was like a lot of numbers on Ethereum, but to us, it was 69 million dollars. That's, that's a lot of money. Insane. Was he, was he famous before he did all this and his paintings were no. already like so expensive, but it's until until he did all the No, 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 no. Listen, um, this guy, he was already a 3D artist. So he already have a community. That's that's the key word in all what it changed to myself and to everybody's hearing right now. Yes. That's the key community. community. He used to have a, a lot of followers in Twitter, and he placed his paintings through all the years in there. Imagine 12 years, 15 years, every day, no excuses, every day, one art. So when the time passed, he got contact with tech kids, and these tech kids tell him, like, hey, you should do it, you should, you should do be this. doing NFTs. And he went, like, in one of what the interviews, yeah. he went, like, what is that? They convinced him. They convinced him. And then he started doing this NFT project. Right now, he's the most top seller as a male yeah. on NFTs. Over a hundred million in NFTs. It's, wow. it's insane. Wow. But you know, so I was like, okay, I want to yeah, be like coming that. back you know, to you. I was exactly. in, in that hype. Yes. I was in yes. that hype. How do I do that? So in Panama. In the pandemic, uh, a friend of us uh, in, in, in my crew, he used to start creating chats for crypto people. Like, okay, you want to learn how to buy a Bitcoin or any other crypto, uh, add me here. And then he started to create a community on WhatsApp. So by the end of two months, he already had three full WhatsApps communities, 256 people in each. So suddenly, one day, he started to say, hey, Juanito, hey, man, I am going to teach you how to do NFTs. Write to me on private. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I want to know. So I write to my friend. I was like, hey, man, his name is Aldo. So I was like, hey, Aldo, listen, how do I do that? I, I, I want to yeah. be part of it. And he was like, nah. I don't want to teach you. You have to get into YouTube. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Like, no. They're like, no, YouTube is hard to like, learn. But you are saying you're going yes. to teach. And he's like, no, for you, my friend, no, you have to get into YouTube. And that oh, was the no. best advice I got, man. Really? I was like, I've been trying to learn like blockchain and NFTs and all this terminology from YouTube. There's so much in there that I'm like, oh, this is yeah. hard. I'm like, not YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. So it, that was already a year ago. Already a year Just ago. One year ago. That. And I'm like, Just one year ago. One year ago. Okay. And then what happened? You went to so, YouTube. So that's the moment that everything started to change in my life. Everything. Because I managed to connect my art classes, my artworks, and all that I love from the technology to the same point, okay? Yeah. So I start to learn about, I start to crush myself through huge walls, okay? You learn to, to have Ethereum. You need to pay gas fees. I was like, what? I have to pay to upload my 
remember it was the beginning, right? Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I called my friend again. Listen, Aldo, I already have my account, but I need Ethereum. Help me there. Oh, you get to there. Okay. Send me the address. And I started to send him an address. He started to send me Ethereum. I started to collect these Ethereum to order to pay those gas For fees. The gas fees. And yeah. I was like, okay, so excited. Let's do it. Oh, wow. Then past yeah. two months, three months, and I didn't sell anything. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I spent all this money. I crashed through a lot of walls, but cool. It was a curve of learning, right? So I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's let's keep going on. And then I uh, the, the people start to open more. So it was an exhibition. And I told to my friends, listen, okay, let's do the exhibition, but I will be there with NFTs. They were like, what? You're going to do what? Yeah, 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 NFTs. <laughs> you know what, what is do, that? Do your own stuff, no worry. Come, come here and let's do the exhibition. So we were 10 artists in Panama in a hidden place because in that moment we cannot manage to have a lot of people. It was a, oh, because you know, it's a revelation. pandemic, of so course. Of pandemic. course. Yes, of course. But we managed to get a lot of people there. I won't say the numbers. <laughs> no, don't say the numbers. <laughs> but, but, but were a lot of people interested in art. That's a good thing. So they, they came to us, they came to see it. And I was with a huge monitor with a lot of things that you could touch in there. And there was the NFTs with QR codes and few paintings as a, you know, physical ones. Physical paintings, and I yeah. tell them, yeah, if you buy the NFT, I gave you the painting. They were like, what's going on here? Everybody were there like trying to understand what I was what talking was, about. Yeah. But suddenly appeared a guy there and he told me, man, I can't believe you're doing this. You know what? I came back to Panama in two months. We have to talk. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Then he buy an NFT. I was like, oh, you really know what I'm talking about here. So it was like one person only between all of them that really understand it. Whoa. A few weeks after that event, came out the huge news about It's So Jard. She's a Panamanian digital artist. She does a generative art. So it's she creates codes and the computer creates the art. So oh, wow. it's insane. So she got um, a commissioner art to Tor. Tor is one of uh, huge companies and um, they, they protect people that do interviews or they're in example right now imagine in ukraine you're in ukraine you are taking photos you are taking videos you are doing what you want to do tell the people the truth well you are in exposure place you are in danger so tour is an app that you well it's more a foundation right so they gave you the access and the keys to you upload them and then you're safe you could delete it you, you don't have anything to have with their when you came out of the danger zone or red zone, you will have all your information back up. So these guys gave their, gave her the codes. So she created with her codes and her code, you know, she did a yeah, mix. She compared to yeah. the magic and came out a huge art that was sold in $2 million. That moment was 500 Ethereums. You could even go to Etherscan and you will follow the passes and you will see because everything here is transparent and trustable. So 
if you don't know, if you don't know about her, and you don't believe me, you just go just get Google. into the Etherscan, Google her, Etherscan, and you will see the transaction, 500 Ethereum for one art. Not wow. 5,000 of them, just one. Wow. And you know what? She's from Panama. So it was a huge deal. It was a big a deal. Woman, of Panama, a woman from Panama. Latina. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Super amazing. <laughs> Supporting Latin women. Yes. Yeah. So the name of Panama and Latin artists in the NFT world started to pop up. It was a huge thing right in that moment. So I said, like, okay, let's let's keep doing. I start searching more and I found out that what I was missing, it was communities. So I started yes. to And you said the key word is communities. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know it till that moment. Yeah. So I started to get into spaces. I started to get into Telegram. I started to get into Clubhouse. And then I met a girl, her name is Clementina. She's a big yes. deal in Colombia. Yes. And she said like, you know what? And I love your house. great. In Telegram, as well. she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very hard. So it's like so I buy my first <laughs> NFT. I was like, whoa! She buy my first NFT as a as a oh, NFT wow. like randomly. I was like, whoa! She's my first collector. Oh my god! You know, oh, cool. It, it was cool. So I start from there, a huge rush to create more community for my art for what I'm doing, why the owls, why these uh, uh, pandas. I started to talk with people and they were like, okay, wanting to know more about me. And those connections start to sell NFTs, right? So it goes to a moment, uh, it was around April, starting September, that I already saw in that moment 10 NFTs. Oh, wow. I was like, whoa, 10 NFTs already, oh my God. And then, I have one second sell because in NFTs, that's amazing because you have royalties as an artist. So I started to receive royalties from my paintings. I was like, whoa, I saw them an NFT a few months ago and now I'm receiving a royalty because they sold it again to anybody else. I was like, whoa, this is insane. This is great. That <laughs> you know, is awesome. All I'm thinking about is your dad that he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. be an you artist know. if, you, if you, you will never have money. And I'm like, things have changed since 1970. <laughs> totally. So in wow. September, I teach him how to get into NFTs. And now he has NFTs too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Good for him. That's so funny. So the, everything started to get crazier in that moment because NFT got into the LaBitConf. LaBitConf is, uh, it was the fourth year, fifth year that they change into cities and they do five, three days of exhibitions and people go there to talk about what on blockchain, on Bitcoin, and so on. But most of it is huge, huge Bitcoin. But now, in that moment, it was going to be in El Salvador because El Salvador, in that precise moment, they said, okay, we're going to have the Bitcoin as yes, a national Yes, point. I remember. So they said, okay, we ago. have to do yeah. that Bitcoin there. Yeah. So Temetina tell me, hey, you know what? We are uh, getting a lot of artists. We're going to get there. We're going to plan um, a, a speech and uh, maybe a lab with NFTs in there, who more interested to get there? So I was immediately like, yeah, I would go there. I was in Panama, so it was 
Not a close by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm in. So everything starts to rush to that moment. And then this guy that buys an NFT on that art exhibition came back and he said, hey, man, you know what? I'm here in Panama. Can you come to my office? And I get to the office and he told me, hey, we're building a blockchain, a full ecosystem from Panama to Latin America. I was like, what? And he went like, you know what? I want you here in my team. And that's why I have this red shirt. Well, the ones that have that see of right yes. now, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this guy is the founder. His name is Soren Asorian. And he's an amazing dude. So we connect, uh, we start to talk, and then suddenly I am the NFT art director of his blockchain. I was like, whoa, imagine how, so how everything started changed from March 2021 till August. I was like, man, what's going on? That was on? just like that six months. So fast. Only six months of changes. I was like, oh. everything rushing, 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 rushing. And it goes the moment from the fine event to El Salvador. So I went to El Salvador already as an NFT director. So I was telling people, listen, yeah, you are an artist. Cool. You, you have now the, the tools to get global. You have the tools to get a community that will produce later on on your market. But there's more things. Example, NFTs are not just art. I learned in six months everything about them. Well, not everything, but because everything is changing every 24 yes. hours. <laughs> and the next day, whatever you think you will know, eh, forget Change. about it. It's different right now. <laughs> oh, wow. So you have to be there learning, learning, learning every day, every hour. So listen podcasts, listen yes, to spaces, yeah. getting into this. It's, it's the most valuable thing you could do. So learn. I you know what? Learning. Now that you say that, today I've had a multiple conversation. Well, at least three conversations in the three of them. I'm like, that's the message for today about different topics. And the three of them was like, learn, learn, learn. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, about learning. yeah. It's, it's totally, it's, it's not an easy path. If, if I could say something about how to get there and was what I'm telling them in Salvador is okay. You're an artist, fine. You want to do NFTs? Cool. Right now, at that moment, it's going the second layer. So you don't have to pay gas fees as I used to have at, at the very beginning. Right now, you could do it free. You could do it. But the thing is, whom is your community that will buy that? Yes. Those are people really know why you're painting. You, you don't even get into those places. So you place the art. Yeah, you won't and sell it no because it's just there. So you didn't example, do the exactly. process of connect. Oh, so what is the process? Let's say if I am an artist or if I am a the, wannabe the, artist. The very first thing, the very first thing for me is three, no, 30 to 40 hours minimum in clubhouses and tourist spaces. First of all. Okay. Second, learn how to use. Twitter, <laughs> people are stuck to, to Instagram or not even TikTok. They just watch TikTok. They don't do videos or content. So as an artist, you could get bigger or sell your art or whatever you want to do in these spaces. But first, you need to create your community. And how you create your community? Getting into the Twitter space, talking with people. People will want to know what you're doing. Why are you doing that? So 
once you manage to create a community, a strong one, maybe you already have it, but you don't interact with them. Okay, start to talk with them. Start to be part of your own community. That's the key because then the people will connect with you, right? Because some people think, oh, I will do NFTs and I will be millionaire the next day. No, it's not no, like that. And no, it's not no, for that. The technology no. is there for helping people. So yes. in that moment in El Salvador, wasn't a big deal with the DAOs. I'm going to the DAOs, wait. So I tell these 5,000 people, there are a lot of things about NFTs, but the most important thing, it was the NFT spaces or the blockchain spaces are creating new jobs. So people could start to get new kind of jobs without getting out of their countries. They could start work, working from their homes with good internet. Yes, the, what do you only want to know? Yeah. What you need? You need to know about maybe Python. You are a coder. Okay, start learning Python. Uh, you are an artist. Okay, let's start doing Twitter spaces. Start doing more things that evolves you, not only your art. Oh, you want to do a DAO. Okay, to me, the DAOs will be the future of governments or even, okay, DAO is the Centralized Autonomous Organization. So it works with tokens and NFTs. Okay, what, so in that moment, that it was a huge does, deal. What does that mean for me and all the Wait, 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 let, let, let me get there with a, with <laughs> a good one. Mean? So let me okay, close okay, the, the okay, suburb okay. and I'm going there. So the suburb was a huge experience, but the end of that event was what marked myself. Because at the end of that event, they, uh, the artists, we paint 15 uh, surfboards. Uh, we were 21. So one of them, we painted five artists in one. But all of them were sold out because all the money that they were rise up there, it was going to an oncologist hospital. You know, So it was a huge deal. They collect, uh, it was 0.7 Bitcoin in that moment. And the event gave more money about, so they gave a total of $100,000 for the hospital. Wow. So that happened in just one hour. Oh. I was like, whoa, look at the power of these technologies, mix it with art, with a good cause. I was like, man, explode my head. So when I came back to Panama, one of my students told to a foundation, the name is Make a Witch, Make a Witch, they gave uh, to kids that have a bad time, uh, maybe kids that doesn't survive more, more than one year. No, they, they like gave them, they dream. Yeah, so uh, suddenly they called me like, listen, man, we are talking with a lot of artists in Panama, but they don't wasn't, not willing to teach because they don't know how to teach and they don't want to do the process of teaching. You know, it's, it's, it's not like, okay, I could be the most intelligent man right now on maybe math. But if I don't know how to teach you math, you won't learn anything from me, right? Yeah. So I start to teach people, right? So I, I have that, that thing of teaching. So this, this, this foundation tell me, listen, this is a girl that has 12 years. She only wants to do art, learn how to do art. And she's having already one year of chemo and it's missing already one more year doing chemo. And she's living at, at five hours from the city. I was like, okay, what, what do you want from me? Let's do it. So I, 
I start to do classes to her. I tell the people behind the red line, hey, listen, guys, I have this kid. We're going to do an event for her. They got immediately engaged with it because uh, our founder, he's a survivor. So he went like, okay, you know what? I will help her. Why not? Here it is. Gave her this, that, that. And we, we create a huge year for her. And right now we start to, to do classes with her. So it's already three months since we started doing classes with her. And the launch of Redline Blockchain was on the October 10th. So in November, we already have this kit. November, we were moving forward with the red kits. So we start to create and help through technology and arts to people that really need it and creating, you know, creating a future for them. At the same time, you're creating a legacy. You're the, the pirate, right? You're doing this and so on. So things start moving, moving, moving. And then appears this huge deal with the crane. And there is a girl in crane that creates a DAO. Ah, you see, we're going to a DAO. So the DAO, it's like a foundation. But in order to have a boat, you have to collect or the token or the NFT. And when you do more money on the token or more money on the NFT, you have more space to do your boat. Okay. I have a basic question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me and everyone listening, I'm still confused. What's a DAO? Can you repeat again? Not, not what, yeah, yeah. what does Look, it stand the centralized for? centralized autonomous yeah. organization means that doesn't have to be centralized. Yeah, it has people that will do the votes in order to what it will do the organization. Okay. That's why I'm thinking governments or foundations will move forward with time to be in a doubt. And the example we have is right now on the war. This, this girl created this doubt to help people that needs food, shelter, even arms to the government. She rise up six million dollars in two days look at the power of the community the global community that believe in her cause help the people that don't have shelter food and so on so these people start to give money to that foundation but it's a DAO so they start to do NFTs because why NFTs because this huge work it's been destroying galleries museums, most of the artists from there are losing their paintings. And what we have with the blockchain is that we can Preserve. create a painting or an art that will be immortalized through the blockchain. So what they're doing is giving a second life to those arts that have been missed. It's missing forever right now, these paintings. It's already completely destroyed. So they are giving to these artists the opportunity to have their paintings immortalized and serving to God cause. So the royalty on those paintings will go straight to the artist. So the artist is winning money, the artist getting to different places, the community, the global community is getting in there, involved and bought to what they will do with the money. Oh, you know what? I buy the, the flag for 6.7 million, so I have more votes. So I could say, you know what? Gave 3 million to the people that doesn't have right now food. And the rest to the government to do whatever they want to protect them. That's that's one thing. 
So imagine as a foundation, as a foundation, you will have the same things. You will have arts, you will have tokens, but the people that buy those is the ones that has the opinion or the vote to decide whatever they're going to do. Okay, understood. Okay, cool. The DAO is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. But the cool thing is empowered with a blockchain, empowered with token, empowered with block, with an NFT. So you are mixing technology, you're mixing a cost, you're mixing utility to these projects. So the NFTs at the very beginning was money, fame. That's it. All of them are going to zero right now. I will keep going to zero because they're missing a point. It needs an utility. It needs a purpose. So I believe in few few months, not years, few months, most of the NFT projects will going to change to kind of DAOs or even a DAO, or they're going to be 80% utility and 20% art. Oh, wow. That's a big shift. Yeah, that's because that's where it's going like, for me. Yeah, yeah, that's your. Well, it's still it's still it's it's like a lot of uh, subgroups. One will be art. Art will always will be art. Yes. Oh, exactly. you connect yeah. with the artist. You connect with with the painting. Doesn't need a value purpose. Doesn't need no, you just a like utility the, purpose. The piece you are of in love art. with yeah, that it's like, art. I love that's my it. I love my painting here. Yes. Yeah. And, and that will yeah. keep going. That will keep going. Music, music, the same. You are an artist as a musician. Yeah, you will get your royalties, not to these other platforms. Still, it's just another subgroup. But the most of them, and what is going to be bullish people right now on buying, it will be those that has utility and a purpose. Awesome. I like. Cool, right. I so like that's that's why I'm, everything is changing. So Redline Blockchain, uh, me as a Redline team, we're helping people to get, teach about what is blockchain, what is the NFTs, why you will need or you've been concerned to know about this. Then we're going to open our marketplace. If you, uh, we are like uh, almost 60 days to open up, but it's Latino, you know, most of the spaces most of the things that we're talking about NFTs to some people could be a huge headache because it's everything in English. And you might be, if you are in the Latino side, you are not understanding what they're talking about. And if you do, it, it will get a huge headache because you're not understanding the essence. Oh, so it's either you it's, don't it's, understand the meaning of the words that they are using and the process, yeah. or you don't understand English because you're a Spanish native speaker. Or you don't exactly. understand neither nor, and then it's pain. Yes. Exactly. So our mission is to help all the Latino That's side it. and grow all these areas to start seeing more projects like the Ukrainian one in the Latino side. Maybe from Mexico, somebody tells to people, you know what, my community will going to start do these things for kids that has no shelters because of the drug wars. Oh, that's a good thing. And they started doing transparent things, trustable things through the new technologies. That's it. So that's why I was comparing at the very beginning with the ferrocarril, the cars, the planes. That are things that we use normally today that help us through our days. So blockchains, NFTs, DAOs, DeFi's and Dex 
those are the words that will going to be those same things in the past. They are the new ones that helping us to be better, a better community, a better country, you know, better in ourselves too, because it teach, it, it teaches you how to do things that you wasn't supposed to be able to do. Example, there is a kid that makes an NFT project and the NFT project is to create a house to give shelter to people that is being moved away from yeah. their houses because of the drugs. That's that's it. So he already collect two millions in one day. Wow. one day. People globally are wow. willing to help the good causes. Yeah. So that's that's important and for me. For me, my yes. kids. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, learning all this. And getting into here uh, with Redline and so on, what is coming now is my project with Redline. It will be exclusive with Redline blockchain. It wasn't be on OpenSea and so on. It will be exactly in there. So in order to find those NFTs and being part of that community, you have to get into the Redline blockchain and search for me, right? It's, it's in there. It will be exclusive there. But what's important there? Because Redline is here in Panama. Because... It's for Latin people, Latin American people. It will be in Spanish and English. And third, it will start here in my project. So it's important to be in part of whatever or whom are their participants right now here. So what's my project about? You already know about my art. You already know about I'm teaching arts and I'm involved with the NFTs. So I'm mixing everything together and what I'm going to pop up later, maybe 60 days maximum, yeah. it will be arts as an NFT project inside the Redland blockchain with the Redland coins. But what's about, okay, this is the important thing. So it's a big thing that most of the oncologist hospital are far away from the people who need it the most. Yes, It's no faces. You could be rich and you could have cancer. You could be really pure and you could have cancer too. So there's no face or limits on who could have that disease. Yeah. So in that order of ideas, my project is to create a house, a house with two floors, maybe three floors, that in the first one, you will receive art classes, photographer classes, coding classes, how to print in 3D. You will learn how to be part of the web three communities worldwide. Second and third floor will be homes, homes for people that need to stay with maybe with their kids two or three days in the city. And you don't have the money to be paying uh, an hotel. You, you cannot afford that. Well, there is a place that's this place that will behave them this shelter as free. How it will work? It will work through the buyers, through the collectors, through the, through the community that will be buying the arts of myself, the ones that buying my art classes, or directly through the token or the NFT project that's for that house. So the main thing is collect money for the people that will work in there, for the people that will help them there, for those who doesn't have the money to stay in the city to wait their kids, or maybe you are alone, you are yourself, but you cannot afford to stay all the time here in the city, creating these places, but not only in Panama. That's a cool thing. 
the Finnish to involve more art, to involve those kids to do art, and then upload those things to NFTs. And this will help to continue it, automatize this house. And that thing is to be one in Panama, maybe one in Mexico, another one in Salvador, you know, yeah. spread as so, a physical and technology, technology through the merge. NFTs. So if, <laughs> if, I, if I understand correctly, basically what you want to do going forward with your project is to build a, a house, like a homestay, where you can teach people skills, like art skills, photography skills, uh, Web3 skills. And on top of that, there's a societal problem where there's people with cancer that they do not live close to the big cities to go to the hospitals or, and they have to or travel. Or the hospital that gave them. Or the hospital, yeah. And, and they need to travel and then they basically don't have the money to stay somewhere decent. I've seen that in Mexico City, like the government hospital, you see the, the cancer government's hospital, you see outside there's people camping, there's people in sleeping bags, yeah. because, because that's, that's the reality. They, they, they can afford it's very it, sad. they can afford very, it. Very, yeah, that's the reality. It is, it is. And it then is, what you want is. to and, do is, and, and like that's a horrible disease that everybody, I believe most of the people in the world know someone, or at least know someone who knows someone that has gone through that. So it is making impact for basically people who, in addition to having a disease, then they don't have the money to go yeah, from their yeah. town to the city and you want to provide a home for them during those tough times. Look at this, uh, look at do. this. It could, be, it, it could be a family that doesn't have a car. Just as simple as that, they can't afford a car. So maybe they live in on a coast side. So example in Panama, maybe they live in uh, six hours from the only hospital that can provide them, their son, what he needs. So imagine trying to be in a bus six hours with your kids sick. You cannot afford more than that, but you have to come here. You need it. You have to. And then you get here and they tell you, you know what? Your kid has to stay here seven days. What you will do in seven days? You don't have no choice, no choice. You need to get back to your house. So you have to take another bus to get seven hours to your house to stay there, a part of your kid, waiting to see what happened. So imagine if, imagine if, if some things bad happen to this person that has the cancer, we are helping them to immortalize their vision, their passion through art. We could do with them arts in the first floor. And whatever they do, we will upload it on the blockchain and will be immortalized. People will always remember them. You see? So it's important. It's important not just for them, not just for the family, not just for Panama. It's a global thing. Yeah, there's a lot of kids or people that doesn't have food and there's there's needs to be another DAO or something like that that helps them. Right now, what I can do is teach, teach art, teach NFTs, teach blockchain, teach about Web3. That's what I can do. So doing so, 
I could help them, why not? So yeah. that's why for me, this project, it will be most important for everything because my paintings, yes, you know, I have to eat too. <laughs> I need to tell them to. <laughs> so 60% or 70% will be donated to that cause, but the rest will be obviously for me as a creator, but that's only for the art part. The NFT project to the house, it will be 100% to that house. Uh, the classes in the first floor, even though you are not having this disease or anything to do with that, but you want to learn, you want to be part of the Web3, you want to change your life, you could get there, take these courses, take these classes, at least one or two free though, then so on, keep going. If you are willing to invest, happily to receive it because those uh, classes and whatever you're paying for, it will go straight to that house. Yeah. That's an amazing project. So, so yeah, and, and once again, doing a lot of noise. People learn why, whom, where in the spaces, Twitter spaces, um, clubhouses, this one, podcasts, yeah. being able to be open to whomever wants to talk to you. Of course. Yeah. So it's that's, that's, that's the totally cool thing. You see, you see how everything changed from... Painting dolphins to do an exhibition. See, that's what I said by myself. at the beginning. What did I say? Amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's done. It's, it was an amazing story. So we've talked a long time by now. <laughs> so if you're still listening, yeah, thank we, you. We, thank we will you. Need later yeah, on we'll, need, part, we'll, we'll have to do. Thank you for two. receiving me, Monica. No, thank you so much. What I think like as a final remark and just to close, yeah, what could be your final final message or final remark? Okay, doesn't matter whom you are or where you are. If you want to change your life, start right now learning about Web3. You don't have internet, you don't have a cell phone, maybe a friend of you will have. If you are really willing to learn, there is people that are willing to help you. Doesn't matter where you are, remember, but it's important that games from you. You want to learn. You really want to learn? There is a way to. You want to do art because you want to express yourself? There is a way to. You want to start doing projects that will help people in a different way as a transparent, as a traceable thing? Start with the blockchains. Start hearing this podcast by instead. <laughs> this will be your very first step. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you? Well, you can find me on Google, type in my name, Manuel Daza. Then you will have like a lot of things. The other way is going through redlineblockchain.com. You will find my profile there too. Yeah. And the other one will be getting connect to all the NFT spaces. I am all, all, all the time bullish on it. So I am at least six or five hours a day on these spaces. Wow. So we could get in there. Well, the other things will be uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Most, all of three of them are the same name. So it will be my name. Instead of the E, it will be a number three. So it will be three, M-M-A-N-U-E-L. And then my last name, D-A-C-R-A. So Emmanuel Daza, but with three. You know, yeah. we're in the Web3. We're connecting these 
physical word to the digital. So that's why I changed my E for a three. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It's easy to find. Cool. That is amazing. <laughs> awesome. Emmanuel, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And everyone, please re-listen to this. It's been really insightful. Re-listen, take action. Uh, just like take the appropriate step for you, whether that is starting to get yourself educated or having the leap of faith and say, hey, I'm an artist and I want to, I let's want do, to do my own NFT. But let's Don't do be it. afraid. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's been a beautiful, amazing episode. Uh, definitely we need to do part two. We need to see yeah. what happens let's with the it. house. <laughs> let's do it when I yes. launch my NFT project. Let's so that would be insane. Because yes. everybody will see or hear <laughs> the changes, how it starts, where exactly. it starts, what you're promoting, and then, oh, you're doing it. How yes. could I help? Yes. How could I be part? Why exactly. not? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> bye, Monica. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Bye, Thank you bye. for your time. <laughs>